0: In this episode, we're going to talk about how to know when something is the right fit. What's up? This is Dominique Beaumont and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. Have you ever looked at a job description or an opportunity that was available and wondered if it was an ideal job for you, if it would be a good fit, but then quickly told yourself, nah, I'm not going to do that, or nah, it wouldn't be a good fit for me, I wanted to talk about how to know when something is a good fit. If you wear clothes, which I'm sure you do, uh, you have probably learned that fit doesn't always have a direct connection to the size of something. Um, So fit is ultimately about how it feels when we try it on not necessarily what size it is. And I would say one of the most brilliant ideas that ever saturated the marketplace was the idea of a dressing room, yes. In a dressing room or a fitting room, you essentially give the item that you are considering purchasing a crash run. You give it an opportunity to Feel good on you. You give it an opportunity to determine whether it's ideal for your body shape. Uh, you can, you get to ascertain how it feels on your body, so on and so forth. But you don't really make the determination about the fit until after you try it on. Right. Um, so I think what I'm saying is that the key to determining whether something fits is essentially trying it on. Um, I was thinking about shopping during the pandemic and I did a lot of shopping because I'm an introvert. There wasn't really a lot to do in the mall. When it was open, it was like, I'm gonna go to the mall. And one of the things that I realized about pandemic shopping is that I missed a lot of opportunities because the fitting rooms were closed right? And I'm not the type of person that will be like, I'm going to just buy it here and then when I get home, I'll try it on kind of person. I just, I, if I see something that I like, I want to, I want to know that it fits before I leave the store. Um, and so I feel like I missed a lot of opportunities because I didn't have the opportunity to try the items on in the store, even shoes, like you just, you couldn't try anything on. Um, And for me, trying on something like really gives you the opportunity to ascertain whether it fits. And I would say that in connection to our dreams, our passions, the things that we're interested in, if we don't make an effort to really understand what is for us and what is not, then we will miss opportunities. And so trying it on um, can be reading the complete job description to make sure that you're not missing something. There have been times when I have brazed over something and determined that it wasn't a good fit because I was underqualified or overqualified just simply based on the title. Maybe I was dealing with some onset of imposter syndrome before I even took the opportunity to see if the opportunity would work for me. And so trying it on means reading the entire job description, really being critical about whether this is a good fit or whether it's just not. Um, I think trying it on means you know, staying for that entire information seminar, signing up and going and following through, um, reading the fine print, um, you know, really um, trying it on is applying and letting the process reveal itself. And I think that sometimes we are so afraid of the process that we miss opportunities and I know that I've had people in my life and I've also experienced this, maybe you're on a job and a promotional opportunity becomes available and everybody's sort of talking about, well, are you going to apply? Are you going to apply? And a lot of times what happens is the people internal to the organization, the most qualified, they don't apply, and then they become unhappy because they end up reporting to somebody that they end up having to train. I think also what also happens is you do apply, and you don't get it, and then you end up having to train the person that does get it. And that can be very damaging um, to our trajectory, because we spend so much time at work, and we invest Uh, so much of who we are into work. And if we're not careful, we will allow where we work to define who we are. I'm gonna say that again. If we are not careful, we will allow where we work to inform or to reflect or represent who we are. And that can be very dangerous. And so, We can't allow past experiences to deflate us to the point where we're unwilling to spread our wings and try new things. And that doesn't necessarily have to be within a system that you're working. It could also be, you know, really tapping into what it means to be an entrepreneur, right? It, really tapping tapping into um, what it means to expand your personal brand and the reality is is that there are a lot and there's not going to be a lot of people in your life that are going to push you in the direction of your passion even well-intentioned people in your life um, will push you towards priority rather than passion and what i mean by that is they will tell you oh we got bills to pay so you need to do a b and c um and so The work is to do everything it takes to understand whether something is a good fit in your life, right? Um, And I think that letting the process reveal the fit is important. And sometimes that is going to mean that you are investing resources because you have to invest a resource to see, is this the right fit, right? Um, You're never going to note if an item of clothing is the right fit if you don't try it on, if you don't shop. It starts with shopping. Then um, when I was young, I used to love going to like Ross and as I got older, I would hear people talking about stores like Ross and TJ Maxx. And they would say, Oh, I don't have the patience for going to those kind of stores because there's just too much stuff. And I just want to go in, see where all the white stuff is, By the, buy the, I'm looking for a white shirt. I want to see all the white stuff. And then I'm going to get out of there. But then I also would notice that people with that mentality would often be like, Oh, I like your, Ty, where did you get it from? And then you tell them, oh, I got it from Nordstrom Rack because I had to dig in this bin, right? And and it was a jewel. And I found it because I tried to find it. Um, And I think that um, there will be people who are unwilling to do the work of revealing the process. And you can't let those individuals um, uh, intimidate you or um influence the way that you think about trying right um I also realized too that sometimes since we're talking about shopping sometimes you do go to the store and you try something on and it's a good fit and you buy it and then you get excited and you go home and then when you're ready to wear it you realize oh this doesn't work (laughs) this is not this is not what it felt like. It's not what it looks like when I initially bought it. This does not work. Um, And I think that we need to allow ourselves some grace to know that there are going to be some things that feel good when we try them on, but we're going to have to quickly note that they don't make sense for us or they don't fit. Or maybe that day we hadn't had anything to eat. And so the fit and the feel was different because you know, maybe we gained a few pounds or lost a few pounds um, in the process before we, you know, really wore the item. Um, And in those circumstances, it is very important um, for us not to give up on trying things on, right? Not to give up, you take it back, take the item back to the store, exchange it for something, maybe you get store credit, maybe you won't. Um, I think that some things feel like a good fit initially and you find out that they're not. The work that we have to do is to make sure that we don't stay in things where we're undervalued or underappreciated or where we don't feel like we're growing. And there'll be a lot of people that say, oh, you got to stay there. You got to do this. You got a mortgage. You got a car. note, you got to do, you got, you got, you got to stick it out. Uh, my mother hates returning things. Like she doesn't even care. Like, like you can just be whispering to somebody else about you going to return something. And she'll say, no, 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 you don't need to return it. It'll be all right. Just keep it. She hates returning things. And. I just, I'm just not that person. It's, there's some, there have been some gifts that I have received that when I'm opening them, I know, you know, you can see the little sticker that somebody like scratched off, like where you know what story goes through. In my mind, I'll already be planning, okay. I'm calculating how much, my mom used to go to Ross and she would buy like, for my me and my brothers, like hundreds of dollars in socks and underwear well, there's only so much socks and underwear that you need. And so I would already be saying in my mind, I'm taking some of this back because I can use the store credit, even if I don't have the receipt to get something that I really do like. Um, and I think that you can be in a bad fit. You can get something that you don't necessarily want. You can take it back for something else. You can exchange it. And so I just think that if we're ascertaining um, a fit, we've got to do the work. Let me... Um, leave you with something that the Lord really impressed upon my heart when I was thinking about this, because a lot of times we don't even give ourselves the opportunity to be considered for opportunities because we, tell ourselves that we are unworthy or unqualified or um, we don't have the experience that's necessary or um, the negative self-talk that we um, subject ourselves to can be so harmful uh, to the very things that we are called to do uh, and to be. And it reminded me of Jeremiah when God called him uh, to do the work that he called him to do. God already knew what Jeremiah was capable of doing because God knew what he put in Jeremiah. And I think that that's very important for you to know. There's some things that you do not know that you have the capacity to do because you did not create you. God created you and he knows what he put into you. Jeremiah, uh, the first chapter, and the fourth verse, I'll just read a couple of these verses, about four of these verses. Uh, then the word of the Lord came unto me, this is Jeremiah saying, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I had sanctified you, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. In other words, God is saying like, oh, I got started with your destiny before your your, your mother knew that she would even be having you. Like before you, before there was even discussion of the idea of conception, I got it started with creating you and putting all the stuff in you that you would need to prosper and to do what I have called you to do. And listen to what (laughs) Jeremiah said. Like, could you imagine somebody, God, telling you directly, "Hey, you, like I," and 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 he is telling you this directly. I already predestined everything that you are and that you're going to be. Nothing about you is a mistake, and you are fully equipped to do everything that I have called you to do. Check out what um, Jeremiah says, because Jeremiah is like a reflection of us all. Right? This is. Jeremiah says, then I said, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. I'm a child. I'm just an insignificant, underqualified child. Like, what do I know? Not only is, is my age a barrier, but my ability to speak clearly. How am I going to be a prophet if I can't speak? Right, and and that's kind of the process that we go through. Like I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not even gonna ascertain whether this is a good fit for me because I'm already going into it with the mindset that I'm underqualified, that I'm not worthy, that I'm not good enough. And um, so then the Lord says, so the Lord then responds to him and says to him, "Don't even say that I'm not a child." for thou shall go to all that I send thee. First of all, you're not sending yourself, right? All that I send thee, uh, and whatsoever I command you, that's what you'll say. You're not going to be doing what you want to do. You're going to be doing what I want you to do, and that's going to be the difference. Verse eight says, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. If you, If we could internalize what God says to Jeremiah in response to Jeremiah saying that he's under equipped, under qualified, under whatever, if we can imagine that God is speaking to us and saying, listen, brother, sister, son, daughter, you have the confidence to do what you believe that you do not have the confidence to do, but you've got to try it on. You've got to start somewhere. You've got to be willing to dig. You've got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone and try, right? The moral of the story, and I think that this is what God is revealing through Jeremiah, is that the process reveals fit. And what God is saying to Jeremiah, and I think he's also saying to us, is that he will reveal his strength through you, once you get started it's not about what you can do it's about what he can do through you let me say that again it is not about what you can do it is about what he can do through you how do i know i never thought that I would be an ordained elder or a preacher or any of that because I grew up in foster care. My mother is severe schizophrenic. Like nothing that I have experienced in life whether it be academically or personally or ministry-wise is supposed to be something that is assigned to me based on who I think I am but God has a completely other plan. And so what happens is when I show up as my insignificant um, 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 self, then God is like, I'm not using you based on how you feel about yourself. I'm using you based on what I know that I put in you. And I think that there's some things that are not going to look like they fit because you're seeing yourself from yourself. And God is saying, if you can just try it on and see it how I see it, hallelujah. If you could just try it on and 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 sometimes God gives us a glimpse of what He's capable of doing through us. And that's not just so that we can be daydreamers, but He wants us to know I love you so much. That I'm gonna show you what's possible so that it can encourage you, build your self-esteem, build your confidence so that you can walk into that thing like you are a child of the king. I don't know about you, but I have just been talking to myself for twenty minutes. Well, eighteen minutes and forty one seconds. But hopefully you take what I have said. Hopefully something that I have said um powers you to consider what is next. I wanna say a word of prayer because I think that that's appropriate. Father, uh, thank you for this reminder that anything and everything is possible through you. Thank you for the reminder that you give us through the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, 4 through 8, that it is not necessarily about how we see ourselves, but how you see us. And so we thank you for what you have deposited into our lives, our hearts, our mind. We thank you for the tools that you have already put in our tool bag even before we even knew who we were. Father, we pray for the confidence and the boldness to walk wholly in who you have called us to be uh, without shame, without, low self-esteem, without second-guessing ourselves, that we would do it um, with pride and that we would, in the process, bring you glory for the confidence you give us to try things on and for the strength that you give us to reveal, um, that that you use um, through us to reveal when something is right we thank you for the process hallelujah we thank you for the process sometimes it's hard sometimes it doesn't feel good but we thank you for the process that you allow us to go through in order to find out who we are in you and we thank you in Jesus name amen mm-hmm. see with so, uh, you yeah.